everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employed is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Have I told you how ready I am for spring yet? Oh yeah. Have I brought that up like 17 times? Yeah. Man, I'm so sick of this shit. Hot than cold, cold. Then warm than cold, then I mean, warm come than cold. on. Let's get after it. Make up your mind. I hate February. It's like the worst month of the year, right? Yeah. First off, it's cold. You're just waiting for it to get warm. There's no football except for the Super Bowl. Right. Baseball hasn't started. They got fake-ass February 14th yeah. holiday in there. You know, where you got to buy stuff and pretend like you're doing something different than you were the whole rest of the fucking year. Only if you play into that. Exactly, right? <laughs> like we don't at our house. But it's it's just like, man... Just can it can it be warm? Right. Jorge Diaz right now is probably like it's always warm down here in yeah. Louisiana. Come to Louisiana. Right off the Gulf. It's, it's either nice. hot or really hot. It's warm. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> you know my old friend Dustin Rose. Uh huh. He moved to Florida. Florida. Yeah. Like two years. Eh, maybe it's only been a year. And he came up right after Christmas, and we went and had dinner and stuff. And we were talking, and uh, I was like, "How do you like it?" He's like. <laughs> What do you mean? It's fucking paradise. Yeah. It's warm. I'm 10 minutes from the beach. He's like, it's awesome. Yeah. Fresh seafood. I was like, yeah, I'm pretty jealous right now. Yeah. Buddy of mine lives in Florida. Oh, so and nice. Even when the hurricane was coming, he was still out on his pontoon boat in his little inlet that he, that he yeah. lives on, you know. Little bay, and, yeah. And uh, he was like, his wife filmed him or something and sent him the video. And he's like, when you and the wife are fighting and there's a hurricane, he's Still go out on the boat. It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> kind of funny. What do you do? I get a sixer, I get on the boat, and I drive around for a while. <laughs> she can't yell at me it. when I'm out there. Yeah. I got my fishing pole. That's all I need. He uh. keeps, uh, we might need to go out down there sometime. He keeps inviting me down there. He's got a big, big fishing boat. Big, I, And I don't know much about boats. but Like an offshore boat or like a yeah, bay yeah. boat? Yeah. He'll go, yeah. He'll go like, you get seasick? like 200 miles offshore. Yeah. And they leave at like, like, like three in the morning. Yeah, because they got to travel for an hour. And then before yeah, they get somewhere. Yeah, so they they go like two hundred miles offshore, so that way they can start fishing by sunup. And like it's yeah. badass. Like you like to get up early, and all I'm thinking is, man, I fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> like I would do it if you were gonna go out and just be out for three days. Like yeah. I would do that, but like just to get up, go out. And then come back. Man, right. That's no fun. And that deep sea fishing is, is if the surf is okay. The deep sea fishing that we did in Mexico over the summer. Oh, that's right. I forget about that. That was. I mean, the fishing was a little slow. So I mean, but it's fishing. It is what it is, yeah. right? But golly, the experience and then being able to cook the fish right there on the boat with lime juice and eat it right there on the boat, like yeah, like we caught that tuna, like three minutes ago. Yeah. And now we're eating it. And like, it's delicious. That's just awesome. Like when you bay fish, I feel like the fishing's never slow because there's so many fish. You're always just catching something. Yeah. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's this? Oh, what's that? Right. Like it's just, it's nonstop. 
Yeah. You go deep sea fishing and it takes you forever to yeah. find them. You got to be right on the... It's like going regular fishing here. Yeah. Where are they? Where you are look they? Look around for three fucking hours, drink 12 beers, and then forget where you're even at. <laughs> like, where were, where were we going? Did we go here? Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Waste funny. the whole day just putting around in the boat, drinking beer. Yeah. That's really what fishing is, yeah. right? Well, that's like duck hunting. <laughs> it's duck a social sport. Duck hunt sucks so bad. And, you got to get up. It's the same thing. You got to get up at five. It's cold. You got to go sit out in the yeah, blind. But, but at least you can put heaters in your blind and you can talk the whole time. Yeah, right? it's not you like can't deer talk. hunting where you're sitting next to a tree with nothing. And yeah. I like waiting. going deer hunting because I like to be by myself. Like right. I'm not. You know, hey, you got a double blind or double stand so your wife can go with you. Oh, fuck would I want to do that? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to have a nice time. Yeah, double stand so I can lay down a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, just relaxing, yeah. maybe. But no, just the single for me. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today, Mitch? Today, got three topics. What do you got? Topic number one is the uh, the AFC and NFC Championship games for this last weekend. <laughs> talk Good. a little bit about that. Okay. Topic number two is chat GTP. What's GTP. I couldn't tell you what Chat GTP stands for, but oh, okay, it's a new AI that's finally been open sourced and available to the public, and uh, it's causing quite a buzz. Okay, uh, and then finally, lastly, mm. we're going to talk about building people up instead of tearing them down. Hey, okay, three but, topics that have absolutely nothing to do with each other. I like it. <laughs> I mean, okay, so, all right. I mean, yeah. If you can't Sounds tell, good. my voice is still a little raspy. I was uh, fortunate enough to attend the AFC Championship game, and uh, Chiefs Bungles, the the Chiefs <laughs> Bengals, yeah, yep, at uh, at at the old Arrowhead. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, that that was that made for a fun game. Where the greatest quarterback in probably the history of mankind beat a team on one leg in the AFC Championship game. You mean that game? Yeah. 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 The one where he still got a QB rating of 105. The guy is just. I mean, he's just on another level than yeah. everyone else. We're, you can't. He literally the whole game. Like I thought we were gonna lose the whole game. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. And literally, he just willed them to victory. Yeah, he was like, "Nope, we're just gonna win this." I, I, and I don't want to put it all on him because the defense was lights out, lights out, cannot get. So better. they held them down, but you still have to score points. Yeah, and so he—I should say this—he willed the offense to score enough points. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, I mean, it was an unbelievable performance. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty awesome, and it's really cool to watch some like. You see Kelsey on the team, who's been on the team for a while, since way before Mahomes. But, yeah, um, <laughs> he's a beast. I'm I'm glad that Mahomes was introduced to the team at this point in Kelsey's development instead of like in his early years, because Kelsey used to be a hothead. He used to not be – I mean, he was always good, right? If you're in the NFL, you're good. I don't want to say he's like not be great. But he wasn't on the level that he is now yeah. because he didn't have leadership and he didn't have like a bigger picture vision. He'd get kind of hung up on one play or one call or one game. This episode is brought to you by Field Pulse, the official field service management software provider of The Void. Field Pulse allows you to organize your customers, your employees, your jobs, and your revenue with ease. Field Pulse is the perfect option no matter if you're a business of one or 100, and their plans start at just $99 a month. Check out the link to Field Pulse in the description of this show. And he'd like... 
have that chip on his shoulder and it would affect him. And well, now he understands the bigger picture and the bigger vision. He still has the chip on his shoulder. He but does. It doesn't drive. Like he just he keeps going. He uses it to lead the team instead of distract the team. Yeah, that's so, probably a better way to say it. Um, it was uh, a great. I, I will say for the record. I've punched Mitch in the balls on the show numerous times for not taking me to a game, but he did invite me. I did invite you. He invited me to the game, the coldest game of the year. No, not the coldest. It wasn't? Second coldest. First off, it was 15 and the wind was blowing 15 mile an hour. Yeah. He, the, the coldest game yeah. it was like six degrees at kickoff. Yeah. That was the Christmas Eve game. Man, I was... To be honest, I, I didn't go. It was my brother's birthday. We had family stuff to do. But like during the game, I was thinking... Thank God I am not out there. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it was cold, man. It was electric. It, it was, was cold. Yeah, it, it was, was electric. the place to Did be. Did you get? You didn't get my text during the game, but at the beginning, like you were asking about how loud it was. The first quarter of the game, watching it on TV, mm-hmm. it was so loud you couldn't hear the whistles. Mm-hmm. They had to turn up. Uh, Romo and Nance's mics mm-hmm. like you could barely hear what they were saying for the first like they caught it quick the first three or four minutes I was like man why are they so quiet yeah it's like oh no they're not they're just it's so loud yeah. that you can't hear anything and th- th- I think that's when I text you it's like holy like it has to be extremely loud and I told my brother we we're watching the game and I was like you know this is these are the games where the uppity fans are like, man, it's cold, so they give their tickets to like the loser family members because they feel bad, and they're like, oh, they'll go. It's so cold. And then those guys have been drinking all day, yep. and they are screaming at the top of their... I mean, it's like rowdier than shit in yep. there. I mean, and you could see it, man. You could hear it. Yeah. I had, uh, like, first drive, um, their first third down, um... It was loud. I, I was up on my seat, and so we sit we sit on the, the on the third level of Arrowhead, so the top level, but we're down near the front. We're row five. So there's more people, way more people behind us, obviously, than in front yeah. of us. And so um, as they were, as they finished their second down and they were nearing their third down, my, my big thing is, like, if you're going to be loud, be loud when they huddle. Like, yeah. every team has figured out a silent snap count. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter how loud it is when they're trying to hike the ball, right? Yeah. You may catch them in an audible, but if they can't even hear the play, yeah, that's where you're going to make a big difference, right? Yeah. And so, you know, I stood up in my seat and I turned around. Like, the whole place is standing anyway, but I stood on my seat to get a little bit more height and I turned around and started, you know, pumping my hands up in the air, like trying to get everybody to get really loud. And this Karen standing, like, she was like four rows behind me. And she's like, I can't see, I can't see the play. And I told her, I just yelled right back at her. I'm like, it doesn't matter if you can see or not, just get loud. That's all you need to do right now is just be loud. I'm like, you won't see every play in this game. That's no. just part of it. That's that's the part I hate about going to games. Like, the atmosphere is unmatched, and the tailgating is unmatched, and it's just great the whole time. But then, like, the atmosphere is so great that you miss part of the football. Yeah. You know, like, you can only focus so much on the game. Like, at home, it's easy to just watch the game. Well, and the, and the networks have done a, such a good job. Like, it, if all you do is watch it at home, you think it's a little overkill with all the stats and all the graphics and all the replays and all the everything. Yeah. But... I love all that shit, though. I'm go, soaking it up. Yeah, when you go to a game, it's like, wait, I want to see that replay. I want to see it from a different angle. Did that... Did that catch yeah. just get him across the line? Like, yeah. you know, all of those things. And you don't get that from the stands. No, but you so, get the atmosphere. Yeah. And it's so, it's so different. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it is. Last year during the AFC Championship, they had they had some country music singer. Um, whoever, who's the guy who sings a song about Applebee's on a date night? Uh, um, I know about country music. Yeah. Oh, um, I hate country music, so I have no fucking clue. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> they, if, they if, had him. As if the it's not show. 1990s or older, I'm out. Yeah. They they had him. Uh, Austin's looking it up right now. Our uh, look at me, Chad our producer. Just Who? call me Chad GP. GTP. 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 I've been talking for thirty seconds and has no answer. Yeah. I'm it's, not impressed. It's the next version of Ask Jeeves. <laughs> it's the <laughs> next version of Ask Jeeves. Walker Hayes. Walker Hayes. There you go. Okay. Um, and and here I am screwing it up. It's Chat G. What did I say? GTP or GPT? I don't know, but the show's going off the rails. Try to get it together. GPT. Okay. Anyway. Two amateurs over here. (laughs) You know, since Trent Austin starts talking, shows down. They had Walker Hayes doing the halftime show. Well, they brought all of these speakers out on carts. So they have like these these, uh, caboose-style trailers. Yeah, they just roll them out, man. These buggy-style trailers that have these big speaker stacks on them, and they just drive them out onto the field. And there's, there's four of them. Well... Four trailer groups. Yeah. Each group has two trailers with a big old stack of speakers it's on It's a it. lot of speakers. Well, whoever was doing the broadcasting, the TV broadcasting last year, they, I shit you not, they parked that speaker right behind their broadcast booth. So they're down that. on the field trying to <laughs> have a serious, trying to have a, a you know, a sports <laughs> broadcasters conversation about <laughs> halftime. And this speaker is blaring Applebee's on a date night. <laughs> so loud. Like those guys got pissed like on live national TV and they're like taking off their headphones and they're like, I can't hear you anyway. So you, you might be talking right now and I can't hear a word you're saying. And it's all on national TV. It's hilarious. Screw them. Yeah. So all those I noticed this year they made sure to offset yeah, those a little bit. All these uppity turds. Yeah, they just make me mad. You guys yeah. ever watch the, the Michael Jackson halftime show? He's like on the yes. very top of TV. Yes. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. It is great. I miss those. The, the last good one, the last good Super Bowl one was Bruno Mars. Yeah. All of the rest of them have really sucked for the last like 10 years. Yeah, and they all will ever since Janet Jackson showed a pasty. That was a good one. Yeah, ever since that one, they're all going to be super tame and dialed down. I mean, last year's was kind of cool with all the old rappers coming out and everything else. It was garbage. But I, 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 that's why I said kind of cool, it, it right? Was, I love Snoop. 50 Cent looked like $50. I love, <laughs> I love Snoop, <laughs> and I love Eminem, and I love Dr. Dre. I don't care about no 50 Cent. I love, but the show sucked ass. Yeah. It was awful. Yep. And, and I like them. Yeah. I was, I was, like, I was pumped. I was like, oh man, these guys haven't been on stage. This is going to be awesome. And I'm like, man, this, kinda, this is kind of lame. Dude, like whenever like, the Chiefs were, the last Super Bowl when the Chiefs were down and you go into the halftime show, the amount of anxiety you have whenever you're down and you go into the halftime show, so you're sitting there for an yeah. hour or two, like, dude, like, I don't care at all about this. Let's get back to the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get to the game. Yeah. I'm like that. Like at mm-hmm. home, I, it, if Janine filmed it and put it on TV, like people would make fun of me forever mm-hmm. i'm screaming at the tv i'm yelling i'm yep. throwing stuff mm. layla's looking at me like dad what's wrong with you by the fourth quarter she was sitting between me and my brother yelling at the tv <laughs> i was like i told you <laughs> you're it gonna was, get hooked you're gonna get was, drawn in it was pretty good she's why is he why are they kicking why are they doing this why are they i would just yeah she's nine yeah so you know it's hard for her to get into it but yeah she, even she was into it well, what was wild... It was fun. So we watched the game in person, and 
We didn't. So watching the game in person, you don't get a lot of good replays in the stadium. They're they're only gonna show replays that would get the crowd riled up. Yeah, they're not gonna show any other replays, right? And so um, on replays where like we're challenging, did we reach the line of gain for a first down? They'll show that if we did. They won't show it if we didn't. And and so you you kind of have to get used to that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Well, there were a lot of things where some of those penalties and stuff were happening so fast. So, like, in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, um, Sky Moore, um, who, like, they ran out of everybody else to return they had, punts. They had no receivers left. Right. So, the going into this game. The top three receivers were hurt in the fourth quarter, and they still saw. Yeah, going into this game, Sky Moore had literally the worst punt return stats of anybody in the NFL Yeah, because he'd been fumbling them all. Yeah, because he's muffed three of them, right? Yeah. So, um, but they had no choice, and so they stick yeah. him in there, and he plays lights out, right? Yeah. So he he returns a punt and like goes across the fifty with it. Well, it gets called back on a holding call, and they did not ever show the or no, it got called back on like a taunting call, and they never no, showed. It was holding, I think. Was it holding? Uh, that yeah, that was the one that was holding because um, two blockers teamed up on a guy, and the guy went down to the ground. Yeah, I can't remember. And by that quarter, I was. Yeah. And like they didn't show any of that. It wasn't three sheets, but Mm -hmm. that was a couple of sheets. Yeah, they didn't show any of that, and so we're in the stands going like, "What the heck?" You know, we we just that's like a forty yard penalty right there. Like where we were to where we ended up was like a forty yard penalty. Well, then like literally the next play or two plays later, there's a funny holding call, or it was a taunting call. That was the taunting call. They called back another play that had crossed over the fifty, and it was taunting. Yeah, it was bad. Well, again, they didn't (laughs) they didn't show that right seventy seven yet. And and so, you know, we're we're left kind of in the dark in the stands and then you get done with the game and all you hear from all the Bengals fans is one sided, you know, refing and oh somebody paid the refs and all of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I've been vocal about the refs in the past with the NFL. I've been vocal about how they're using the roughing the passer call subjectively and it like seemingly with no real rhyme or reason. And well, in the, the beginning of the year, they did that. You noticed about week seven or eight yeah. that went away. Yeah, that did. That did. Because they were like, okay, look, we got to call the rule. We can't just, yeah, I think that. Well, you got to know for sure. Right, right. And so, you know, I too have been critical of the refs at, at times. And so, um, you know, hearing all this outcry from the Bengals fans, oh, it's the refs, oh, it's the refs, oh, it's the refs, and all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, I was watching the game. I didn't really see much, but it is the stands like the live view, right? So yeah. last night I literally watched the entire game again on TV yeah. because I wanted to see, like I, I literally, like the whole purpose I watched it was like, okay, where, where are they coming up with this info? Yeah. And I, I mean, I could really see like maybe one questionable call for each team. I, I'd say there were probably two or three for each team, but it was, there is holding on every play. Yes. Okay. There are missed holding calls on every play every for play of both every team. When you when it comes down to it, that game was no differently called right. than any other game. Yeah. Like the big thing I saw was you can't you cannot decide the game on a penalty uh, at at the very end of the game that gives them an opportunity to kick the field goal. No. As a referee, you have to call the penalties in the first quarter. Yeah. 
the same way you do with 30 seconds left. Yeah. That's your job. If you don't, you're a bad referee. And it gives any team the right to commit whatever penalties they want. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, we can on last play of the game, we can commit all the penalties we want. Yeah, it's, 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 comp- it's ludicrous is what it is. Yeah. It, and when you sit down and watch them and – if you're uh, if you're truly objective and say okay I'm gonna watch and see what happens here and then I'm gonna watch and see what happens here and you've noticed that during this week right. like it's Tuesday well today on a lot of those shows during the day they were like oh, okay they were giving the Chiefs a lot of props of okay yeah this and mm-hmm. yeah that it's just this whole the microcosm of that may be the wrong word but you know back in the day there were not. 3 million people on Twitter watching the NFL and hitting pause and then going back and saying, oh, that's a penalty, or oh, this is a penalty. And they are inflating that to get clicks. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, totally. They're trying to create that drama all the time. So every little penalty is exasperated until it's just huge and over the top, right? And, and, And you can see it, like, at the the last four games of the season are at one level. The first playoff games are at another. The mm-hmm. divisional rounds at another. You know, the championship rounds at another. The Super Bowl will be at another. The NBA is exactly the same way. Yeah. Everyone on Twitter, oh, they should have called that foul. Oh, they did this. Oh, they did that. I mean, the refing does need to get better, but it's not nearly as bad right. as everyone seems to think it is. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. it's my, it's bullshit. Is my, what it like is. earlier in the season, my big issue, like we had talked about, was the subjective nature of like the roughing the passer call. You yeah. know that that was like you would see I mean, quarterbacks basically getting laid down on a pillow and still getting a roughing the passer call, but then you'd see well, quarterbacks getting laid out and there's no roughing the pass. Like there was just yeah. no, there was no consistency, no rhyme or yeah. reason. So it's hard to play the games when you don't know what the rules are. That's right. Um, I mean, ultimately, it comes down to the fact that. You know, Joe Burrow had a passer rating of like 86. He Mahomes got his had, he got his fucking ass beat. Yeah, Mahomes he had, played like shit. Mahomes had a passer rating of 105 on one leg. Um, Chris Jones on one leg. Chris Jones himself put 10 pressures on he Burrow. He was a beast, right? Been sacked four times, intercepted twice. He had five. I think they had five sacks, and they had four of them in the first quarter. Yeah, like like you could see in the second quarter. Like, literally, he was scared to stand there and throw the ball. Right. So the sacks in the first quarter, like, basically made all his numbers in the second garbage. Right. Now, in the third quarter, they did play well, but then in the fourth quarter, the Bengals, you know, kind of stunk it up again. But Yeah. And then, ultimately, they abandoned the run. They had to. Towards the end of the, end of the game. And you can't abandon the run with a passer rating of 85. No. And two picks and... and you know, a couple of sacks, you're not going to win the game with that, especially when you're playing against a lights-out defense and when you're playing against somebody who's got a passer rating of 105. doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. You can't you can't abandon the run with a passer rating of 86 and expect to win against a passer rating thought, of 105. I thought when Willie Sneed, the number one corner, went down in the first quarter, I thought, you man. Legereus? What did I say? Willie. <laughs> did I? Yeah. I did not mean to. <laughs> What was I, I must have been thinking of something else. But when he went down in the well, first Willie quarter, went down too. oh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. When he went down in the first quarter, I thought, man, they are in trouble. Yeah. And all those rookies played lights, freaking out. Yeah, I mean, they up. were. I mean, they were getting pressure with four. Yeah. Bolton was a beast, and all the rookie defensive backs were just like, nope. Yeah. Not on our watch, motherfucker. Yeah. 
just the, weren't having it. The other game, the the 49ers and the Eagles, I wish I could have watched that. Um, no, you don't. Well, yeah, apparently it was a pretty pretty like awful. uneventful game. Well, it's because Purdy blew his UCL out in yeah. the first quarter. Yeah. I mean, he literally he goes back to throw the ball, and literally you can see his shoulders yeah. start moving forward. And when that guy hit his wrist, I told Janine, they didn't say it until today, or maybe it was yesterday. Uh, I said, how is his... Tommy John ligament not blown out. Right. And then they kept, they'd show him on the side kind of throwing, and then he threw that first ball when he had to come back in the game later. I was like, he's his arm's blown out. Yeah. Like, he can't. There's no way. I don't understand. Do you not, like, I think McCaffrey played a little bit of quarterback and can throw has thrown some touchdown passes. How can you not put him in the Wildcat and just say, okay, dude, yeah, we just you got to wing it, and if you throw picks, who cares? Right, we got to do something. We got to try That's, something. I mean, it's not bad coaching, but it's like just giving up. Well, and and what what's he? Their third string quarterback. Well, so their second team string, second string, who really is their fourth string, went in and he got hurt. Right. Too, and so the other guy had to come back with one arm. That's what I'm saying. And try like, to play like you're out of like options. Just out of quarterbacks. Yeah. Throw McCaffrey in there and say, dude, we're gonna play Wildcat. You're gonna run. You're gonna throw quick slants. Yeah. And or run. That's what we're gonna do. And if we win, it's on you. And if it, we lose, it's nobody's fault. Yeah. Like let's we got to do something. I've been I've been hopeful all season for a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl. Not that I have any affinity towards the Eagles or anything else. It's just with the Kelsey brothers being on the opposing teams, that would be kind of cool. And with Andy Reid, all of his history with the Eagles, like it just seems like it would be a fun Super Bowl to watch. I will so. say I did not want to see that because the Eagles are fucking lights out. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty they're awesome. awesome. Yeah, they're studs. It's I, going to be a like slugfest. I was rooting for someone. I was like anybody but the Eagles. Anybody <laughs> but the Eagles. Anybody? Yeah. Nope. So, but I will say, I think Andy's probably going to dial it up. Like he has two weeks. Yep. And he's like, okay. Well, you know, it's it's also it's going like, to be good. Like you see, it with it's going to be super good. Like you saw it with the Jags, we could have absolutely blown the Jags out of the water, but we didn't. And the reason why is because you don't want to show too much on film. First off, I don't buy that in the playoffs for one second. You, I do. You play to win every game. No, I, I totally get playing. To, there's playing to win, and there's playing to win by a bigger margin than you need. You're saying don't pull out the fancy plays until you absolutely need them in that game? Yeah, the different looks. and every, like If you don't need this look to win the game, don't even play it in the game. Save that look for uh, the next game. You know, they talked about that. It, about the Bengals, because when we played them earlier in the year, they lit us up pretty good, mm-hmm. and people were saying, no, it's because Sp- Spags didn't want to give up any looks, give up anything special, and then literally in the first quarter, they came out and just stomped a hole in their ass. So maybe right. it's true. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't either. It's, uh, it'll, be a fun, it'll be a fun game. The, the Super Bowl is always fun anyway, because you're playing, like, you're playing the top opponent from the other division, and that yeah. doesn't necessarily happen a whole lot, right? So these last three games of the year are pretty cool because it's like the best of the best of the best all the way around. So yeah. it's kind of fun. That's what makes the NFL so great. Yep. So it's just funny to watch Bengals fans cry and cry and cry about, <laughs> about the refs. Well, don't run so your mouth. I saw one complaining, too, about they were trying to 
they, they were saying the NFL needs to change it, like put a, a volume limit on the crowd noise because it's just unfair. Stop. They <laughs> like did that in bullshit. the 80s. Do you remember that at Arrowhead? They, oh, did they, that. They, they, they said, hey, if you guys don't quiet down, we're going to penalize the team. Yeah, and then They're it like, wasn't what? actually a rule. No, they, they, they were just were, making they it They were up. just winging it, right? Yeah, and you can't do that. it was because John Elway was bitching about how loud it was. You can't do that. Hello? Yeah, yeah so. like preseason, it's still loud. I love like, how it's, it's loud all the time. I love how all these domed stadiums aren't as loud as Arrowhead. Right. Like it's like the bowl just keeps it in. It it's so it is so loud in there. You can literally not hear yourself scream. Yeah. While I, all it, you feel is your vocal cords like shudder their last little yeah, ounce of life. I mean that's it. The stadium literally is kind of shakes yep. just a little bit. Well, I mean so it's, it's uh, 142 it's so loud. decibels. Yeah, 142. I wonder what they got to that's the other a, day. Well, and that a, was set. That record was set before we ever had Mahomes on. 2014. Yeah, yeah. So everyone that likes to say, "Oh, Chiefs fans are fair weather fans because Mahomes is here." Um, yeah, yeah. We set the record for the loudest stadium with in the Alex NFL Smith. So with get Alex bent. Smith is a quarterback. <laughs> get bent. So. We like to drink and we like to go out and be loud. Yeah, there's just a roar. Like people in the Midwest <laughs> are just loud people. I feel yeah. like like everyone's like, oh, everybody's so nice, and they're you know they're it's it's just you know everybody's just so nice. I'd take 10 Midwest farm boys against 10 New York gangbangers any day. Like, if you put them in a ring together... <laughs> they're going to take it. Like, they're going to take it every time. Yeah. Like, it's just another type of mentality. It just is. You have the New Yorkers going like this, and the Midwest people going like that. Yeah, they can't... Yeah, if they had guns, Holding they couldn't hit anything. Like, if you just put them in there, I was like, okay, guys, this is a fight to the death. These are iron sights. <laughs> I'm telling you. All right, topic number two. What do you want to talk about? Chat. GPT. GTP. GPT. It's TP. Is it PT? In the intro, you said a GTP. Yeah, I misspoke. It's oh. GPT. What does GP. GPT stand for? I don't know. What are we talking about? Google it up. Austin, figure out what chat GTP stands for. So, chat GPT is the um, artificial intelligence platform that can be used to write pretty much anything you want it to write. Um, believe it or not, um, this a lot of the release of ChatGPT came around because Musk bought Twitter. Um, Twitter was using this technology to run a lot of the bots on Twitter. Again, you can use ChatGPT. They were their own bots? Yeah, oh yeah, God yeah. Oh, so, I thought other people had bots on well, Twitter. It's it's also part of the technology that's taking like you know millions and billions of social media posts per day. It's it becomes pretty easy for a computer to learn and mimic its own personality and its own social media post. And so you take that technology and you put it into a fake account and power that fake account by an AI bot. And you you can hardly tell the difference, especially with all the photos and everything that are shared online. Like that's why I don't share any photos. You can you can <laughs> rob a lot of that stuff out there, right? And there, there's no risk to the individual. Uh, it just I found it pre-trained transformer. Pre-trained transformer. Okay, so PTP. No chat. Chat generative pre-trained transformer. Jesus, wow. it's too much. Yeah. <laughs> it says commonly called Chat GPT. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. So it's like generative okay. pre-trained transformer. Yeah. 
So um, that's where the technology originated from. It's now open source, and there's a whole bunch of different platforms that you can access that technology from. And it's pretty cool um, because it's pretty fun to play around with, and you, you basically type in topics that you want it to create articles about, and it'll create those articles all on its own. It sounds like something that we should all be worried about from Transformer. Not really. <laughs> Um, it's you, not it's, Transformer no, from uh, Terminator. Well, well also, well, <laughs> should we show a lot of down? movies? Two thousand one, you know. Yeah. So, so here's the thing: it's been around forever. Yeah. Like it's just you haven't had access to it, right? And so uh, it confirms a lot of what everybody was already suspecting anyway that social media platforms are using it to run fake accounts and have bots and all of this kind of stuff, right? Which we already kind of suspected, but it confirms that. But also, um, in the right hands, it's a pretty good tool. Um, in in the wrong hand, like anything in the wrong hands becomes a bad tool, right? It doesn't yeah, mean it's the like tool's a, bad. It's like a gun. Yeah, yeah. Um, the you know Anybody who's fearful that Chad GPT is going to take over the world or fearful that you know, oh, this just takes the edge out of business or whatever else. It's It doesn't change anything. It's a new tool that's out there for everybody to use. Um, it's just like those that are smart enough to embrace technology early and those that put in the, the time and effort and energy to learn how to maximize that tool will do really well with that tool. Um, it, I don't know if it's my maturity level or what it is. This is one of the first tools where I've realized yeah, being an early adopter in this area is probably pretty smart. Because there's no there's no cost to entry. It's not like you're having to spend a bunch of money. It's open source, right? Yeah. For like ten dollars a month, you can get uh, an app on your phone that'll have it, um, or you, you know, programs for your computer or whatever the case may be. It's fairly cheap. Um, they, they've already talked about like you can use it to write essays in college or in high school. Um, you can use it to make your social media posts. Like you can literally go to Chat GPT and say like. You know, write me an inspirational post about boxing. And it'll literally write you an inspirational post about boxing. Does that mean that college kids don't have to write essays anymore? This episode is brought to you by Field Pulse, the official field service management software provider of The Void. Field Pulse allows you to organize your customers, your employees, your jobs, and your revenue with ease. Field Pulse is the perfect option no matter if you're a business of one or 100, and their plans start at just $99 a month. Check out the link to Field Pulse in the description of this show. Well, here's the catch is that's initially what a lot of people think. However, um, you can't copyright anything that's AI-generated. It has to be original content, and AI generation is not original content. There are ways around that. You can, like, there are rephraser apps. So you could you could say, write me an inspirational quote about boxing. And then you could take that inspirational quote and go put it in a rephrasing app, and it will rephrase it. And that may get you around a lot of that stuff. Well, just because something can't be copyrighted doesn't mean you can't use it to write a paper for college. Correct. Correct. So on the long-term play, just like plagiarizing, um, you know, has been happening in college essays forever. And you oh know, yeah, it was just harder to get there. It was harder to get there, right? <laughs> like, so like all cl- of that stuff notes. is yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, like yeah, like Joe Biden had to go pull the files out, look at them, then recopy it. 
Yeah. You know, by hand. Yeah. And then if they were classified, he had to leave them around his place. <laughs> Next to his Corvette. <laughs> yeah. The, the funny thing about all the whole classified document thing is, like, nobody ever puts focus on the guy who's, like, who checked out those classified documents? Attorney. Like, why is, why is that guy not under scrutiny? Why has it got to be the guy who's they were got them laying around the fireplace or laying around the coffee table? First off, know? they've all been dragging them around for fucking 100 years. Yeah. Just get over it. Yeah, no shit. Um, but anyway, so so you can use it to write essays and everything else. Where a lot of people are looking initially to use it in business, you want to enhance your online presence, and so you're wanting to do blogs, and you're wanting to make social media posts, and you're wanting to stay relevant with content and have a lot of content out there. So uh, ChatGPT can be helpful in that area. It can produce, it can create content for you. Um, my phone is blowing up over here. Um, it's it, me. I'm calling you. Yeah. It can create that content. However, um, everybody that I have talked to about this says that it is a nightmare for Google um, it, because Google is looking for original content, and you don't get that through an AI-generated piece of content. So yeah. if you don't have that through an AI-generated piece of content, then... Google, it's going to like throttle down your searchability on Google because you aren't using original content. How does it verify that it's original content? I don't know. That's that's going to be technology that's above I mean, your head. It's above my head. That'll probably be open source and available to the public in another ten years. Well, it's probably like there's a lot of like metadata. Like whenever I take video and pictures, I can look up in the info. It'll tell you even like what the camera settings were. Yeah, yeah, I've done that oh, before. So I've you think that if you do that and use it, it automatically has a little tagline in it for yeah, in layman's a, terms that says this was done by blah 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 blah. But you could always just write that down, retype it, type could. it from Word and then but, so, I, Word for all you old school so, people. And then <laughs> So I mean the social media platforms, you know, they're reading everything you write. Right? Um it's no different. Like you could have a giant fan base. And you, you could have a giant fan base in the South that appreciates guns, right? But you could make a post on Facebook that has nothing to do with guns and it'll get a thousand reactions if you have a giant fan base, right? But if you, that same guy with a giant fan base makes a post that has something to do with guns, it'll get like half the reactions. And that's because social media platforms have AI that's reading your post. And if they interpret your post to have anything to do with guns, they're going to throttle down the performance of that. They're going to, they're going to limit who sees that post. Um, so it's, I mean, it, it's the same technology, right? Yeah. And, and you got to keep in mind, this technology came from social media platforms. So social media platforms sure as heck know how to, how to identify things that were written with that technology. So, um, I mean, I see, I see your point there, but it's, it's still one of those things that's like, I don't trust any technology, right. no, you know, no matter what. I feel like I should have been dead like 30 mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. Like I was born at the wrong time or something. Yeah. Because yep. I, I just hate all that crap. I miss going to bars. I miss, you know, talk, having to get out and have conversations with people. Yeah. But now it's like, it's all mm-hmm. on your phone. I just, so it, everything like that makes me just say, I'm not weary of it. I'm not afraid of it. I'm not you know, afraid to move on, but it just makes me second guess it. Yeah. Well, the big thing is with it, like authenticity is still the undefeated champion of the world, right? The, the most popular people out there are authentic. They are themselves. They aren't emulating anybody else. 
The reason they're popular is because people like who they are, not who they're pretending to be. And so, yeah. um, you know, anybody who thinks they're going to use Chad GPT to get like a leg up on that, they're probably facing an uphill climb for sure. Um, now, um, where it can come in really handy is like process and procedure stuff. Um, if you're new into business and you have to write a process manual for how to do everything in your business, well, that that's just literally like word dumping information. There's no copywriting yeah. there. There's no nothing. That's just you know providing manuals for everybody in your company to do things. Well, it would be pretty easy to plug some of the basics into ChatGPT and then let it you know fire up a manual for you. It can create that for you. And yeah. then proofread it, a couple of tweaks, saves you all that time. Yeah, to so, save you two days. Yeah, yeah. You, compi- you combine ChatGPT with a virtual assistant, and now you have your whole manual written for you, right? And all you're having to do is, like, proofread it. So we're, we're actually getting ready to do something similar to that in our company as we create our process and procedure manual. So... Um, Very interesting. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So, but again, if you use it wrong, it's going to backfire. It's just like any other tool out there. Um, if you use it right, it's a huge advantage. So, right. uh, don't be afraid of it because it's been in your life for ten years. Yeah, you just didn't know. You just didn't know it. Yeah, you're so, just oblivious to what's happening around you. Right. It's kind of like my life. Like I'm just a. Sometimes I feel like I'm oblivious to what's going on. I, like I get super focused. You yeah. know, and I'm worried about this, I'm worried about that, I'm worried about this. And then, like, you turn around and you're like, holy shit, I missed. Yep. What did I just miss? You missed everything. Yeah. You know. The um, when Over the last summer, when I had a chance to meet David Goggins, he was... Not as cool as David Hilton, but, you yeah, know, not as cool. Mitch likes him. I don't know. <laughs> pretty sweet. Um, somebody asked him a question about how he handles fear and how he processes fear. Um, because he gives us this persona that nothing, he's like, he's not afraid of anything. And that's and me. I'm not afraid of shit. He, you know, addressed the person straight up. He's like, it's a great question, but I get asked that quite a bit because people think I'm not afraid of anything. He says, I'm afraid of everything. I, I, when, when you, when you have such a clear vision, you can see hazards that most people don't see. So you become afraid of things that most people don't even you aren't even aware of, yeah. right? Yeah. He says, so how I process fear is anything I identify that I might be afraid of, I study the hell out of it. And I learn everything about it. And when you learn everything about something that you're afraid of, you can make that thing your bitch. Those are, <laughs> those are his exact words. <laughs> That's funny. So if, yeah. if you're afraid of chat GPT, because it's all, oh, it's AI, it's new technology, it's all this stuff, we'll study about mm. it, learn about it. And then make it your bitch. <laughs> so. <laughs> On that, I saw a video today. That's good. I love it. There was this like kind of a kind of like an arms. Uh kind of like sort of like gun channel on youtube yeah and he was going through and he was sort of debunking the alec or alex baldwin claim yeah last year yeah <laughs> he said well my video i got a tripod for today because my videographer didn't want to come film me do because he had the same gun that alec baldwin yeah. has he's yeah. like well he didn't want to actually come <laughs> yeah well i mean anybody that's afraid of guns right how do you get over mm-hmm. that fear you can either live in fear of it or you yeah. can study about them you can learn about them you can immerse yourself in that area mm-hmm. And then, guess what? You won't be afraid of them after that. You'll have yeah. a new level of respect for them yeah. and, and so on. I'm not going to get into all that. On that Trust note, crazy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what so article weird. this was or anything else. I saw some like clickbaities type article where somebody was trying to say that there was some political person that 
was living in fear because there's a wall around their facility and they found ammun- like well, they found bullets lodged in the wall. And they showed a photo of the bullet lodged in the wall. And I shit you not, here if you if you've never watched our show on YouTube, we've got a set and we've got like some oh, you know, yeah, some random bullets old, wrench, old wrenches and random bullets in there, right? The bullet that's lodged in the wall, there's a hole in the wall and it looks like this. So someone just put the whole casing in there. It's the whole freaking they don't, casing. They don't, they don't even understand they don't how a bullet that, works. They don't even know that the bullet's the end. It's, like it's that, the only the end. It's like that lady that did the... Uh, she was a congresswoman, and she was like, I don't understand. Just make the clips five instead of 30, and then when the clips are out, that's it. They, they can't use the gun anymore. Like, lady, no, you just change clips. Yeah, you just you put just another put fucking another clip. round of magazine just, in there. And it's like the whole the people that are like, they just don't understand. Well, if you just didn't have a 30-round clip, it would be fine. It takes me half a second to change clips. Right. So if it takes me half a second you've literally slowed me down two seconds if I have to change clips at five around or ten around. Yeah. What are you talking... You- Stop. Yeah, they just don't know. Stop talking. <laughs> Stop talking. You don't know what you're talking about. The scary part is they get a, they get a, a substantial vote in the direction all of that goes. So you know thankfully we have Supreme Court judges that do know what they're doing. Well, so What pisses me off so bad is these people are so dumb. Like literally... People that run for Congress can't hold a real job. Right. Most of them because, and then that's why they run for Congress. Once you get elected and you serve, I think your first term, you get uh, health benefits for life, and you're making one hundred seventy-four thousand dollars a year to be a complete freaking dipshit. Yeah. It 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 blows my mind. Yeah. We don't have term limits, and they can vote for themselves to have a pay raise. I don't. <laughs> It's we're we're going to get them on Pelotons here in a second. It's un- <laughs> I wasn't even going to bring up Pelotons. I was waiting for it to come out. I've brought this up like 10 times because yeah, it makes me so them. mad. I just, keep, yeah. I just keep bringing it up. It, oh. Well, then my favorite argument Usa. is when they, say, what is a, when they say, when is a good guy with a gun ever stopped a shooting? I'm like, every shooting ever that's ever happened. God, I know. Yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Well, yeah. unless it was like yeah, they took themselves out. But yeah, everyone, they don't think about the police yeah. with guns. Yeah. <sighs> Serenity now. And, and what's funny is they're saying that while, be surround, while being surrounded by guys with guns. Yeah. yeah. We right? don't we don't need people to protect us. There's three guys standing around with AR-15s. Yeah. Okay. Well, All right. You start to realize, yeah. Okay. Smoke yeah. Em. We don't. Yeah. Well, well you so don't realize dumb. how people carry until I'm in church and everyone goes, goes to raise their hands to worship and like there's like ten guys just packing yeah. Yeah. under their suits. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden they're yeah they're showing everything they got. Yeah. Mm. I don't care. I carry my gun all the time. Yep. Got to man. My brother-in-law Too used many to nuts out there. <laughs> my yeah. brother-in-law used to actually go like open carry, like double, dual double carry. <laughs> Except he said the pastor he come up and was like, "Hey, like I'm not saying you can't carry, but like, like maybe, we're, don't just carry out. <laughs> like we're, you're freaking people out, bro. Yeah. Like you're yeah. freaking people out. Yeah. I've told you the story about my neighbor open carrying on the four wheeler. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freaking people out. <laughs> Funny. It's, it's but fine. People out. It's legal, but dude, people are losing their shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Topic number three. What do you want to talk about? Talking about building them up instead of tearing them down. Mitch, you're a loser. Loser. So, um, where you this suck. where this spawned from was I went to a uh, local plumbing, not local, a national plumbing Facebook page today. And um, you, you just kind of get a sense at a lot of these like trades-oriented Facebook groups 
um, people will ask a question on there, and there will be more like hateful, smart-ass replies than actual good advice to the, like yeah, answering the question. A lot of trolling. And um, um, they'll post a picture of their work. And they just get obliterated in the comments. I'd have, I'd have run a, a two traps in there instead of a... a what are you doing? Yeah, Don't like, you know how to be yeah, a plumber? Two different ways to skin a cat, right? Both yeah. of them work. And then not to mention codes vary by jurisdiction and municipality yeah. and state and everything else. So like mm-hmm. what may be required in one state may be laughed at in another state. Yeah. And so, um, you know... It's just so easy to tear somebody else's work or question or viewpoint down mm-hmm. rather than pause, take a minute, and then say, like, oh, do I have anything of value to add? Because if not, I'll probably keep scrolling. Right? Well, and that's why. that we, we talk about it on this show all the time. It's lazy to just tear somebody down. It, yeah. it, may, it, it takes someone that wants to think about a problem, someone that's engaged – to say, okay, I'm going to think about this before I post this. Yep. I'm going to actually do this for the benefit of, oh, you know what? Maybe someone else. Right. You know, instead of what can I do to feed my own ego and my own power? No. Stop right. it. Right. Every, stop it. So I, I even mentioned that. fuckers. I even mentioned that in there. When you see somebody asking a question that initially you think is a stupid question, it's easier to tear them down. Uh, because it's like you're faster, your gut reaction response. But also, if you were going to try to build them up, that would mean that you have to know the answer to the question. And I think that a lot of people don't know the answers to questions, but they know how to be a smartass, and so they jump to being a smartass rather than actually answering the question. Yeah, because Um, they either have low self-esteem or, and this may be controversial, a lot of people in this country are stupid. Yeah. And they, you know, are just... They're just dumb and don't know, and so their immediate response is, nope, you're wrong, I'm smart. Right. No, not, not and, true. And where, where this gets to be a little, like, that, that's just classic good-natured stuff, right? If you want to be a leader, if you want to be a pillar in your community, whether that's the community you live in or your online community or whatever the case may be, you need to be a little bit more thoughtful about what you say, and you need to be spending more time building people up. You never need to be tearing somebody down, especially in a public forum, all of that stuff, right? Yeah. A hundred percent. Where where this gets to be creepy is now in Facebook groups you have the ability to post anonymously, and yeah, the, which is complete chicken shit. Totally, it's so, complete. If you post something and I'm just, if anyone's listening to this show and you post something anonymously, you're a chicken shit. Stop listening to our show because we don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah. you're a loser. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, you could be able to post that stuff, and if you if you're willing to say those words, you need to be willing to stand up for whatever whatever comes from that, whether that's accolades or whether that's grief or flack or whatever. Yeah. Um. Or put your face next to it. Right. Right. right? So the, the I mean. A rare, rare occasions, there may be cases where posting anonymously could be of benefit, right? No, um, never. L- let me let me <laughs> let me spell one out. Now this is rare. Never in my yeah, life. Yeah, this is like point zero zero one, like what he's like percent of cases. Yeah. So like, like, let's say your local community Facebook page here in our city. Let's say there is somebody on there that's getting battered by their husband and they don't know where to go. 
they should be able to go onto that group and post anonymously and ask for help, right? Okay. So I get that. Yeah. However, the problem is... That's not what we're talking about, though. Right. And the problem is people will leave that feature on the platform in case that one out of a thousand people need that feature, right? Yeah. But instead, what you get is people will post anonymously and they'll say like, I'm looking for a new daycare. Anybody have any suggestions? Why the fuck does that need to be posted anonymously? Who's who's at risk? Are you worried your current daycare provider might see it? Well, guess what? You should probably address that. Well, if you're worried if, that your current daycare provider might see it, you should probably pull your kids out of that daycare. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Hello? the ability the, to this post, isn't next level thinking, right? The ability to post anonymously enables people to avoid addressing the problem head on. Right. Yeah. Um, in other ultra occasions, like let's say you're a doctor and you're in some doctor's Facebook group and you might have an opinion that goes against the norm or that may put your licensing at risk. I could I could see Maybe, in yeah. rare cases that way where it may be beneficial. Right. Maybe. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I, I can't fully go into that. But like. I can see rare instances like that. Um, I posted this about a month ago. But like you said, that's not what people are doing. Right. right. Not, that's, that's not what's happening. No, not at all. You, I mean, anybody know what restaurant's going in at the corner of 12th and Main? Anonymous, right? Like, if you don't have the balls to ask that kind of question, you just need to be off of there. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I love the people that they, they'll post, like, everyone on Facebook knows their local situation is a highway 50 is it snowy on there yeah yeah how are the roads <laughs> right why does it got to be anonymous <laughs> right anonymous post yeah so the taken down by danielle smedley like ironically you know. um uh, joe rogan i still haven't listened to the whole thing i've only listened to like the first hour of it uh joe rogan had jordan peterson on and the episode just released a couple of days ago um, anybody who doesn't know who Jordan Peterson is, look him up. He's like America's closest thing to a philosopher we have in this modern era. The guy's just brilliant in his thinking. But um, I'll have to watch it. Oh, it's a good one. It's Ooh. real good. But um, ironically, he was talking about that. He was talking about the ability to post anonymously and how yeah. it's like the worst thing ever for our self confidence. And it's the worst thing ever. Like he even went so far as to say it's the beginning of tyranny because in, in his, in his words, these aren't my words. These are his, in his words, the, the moment you're afraid to say something that you think everybody else is thinking is, is the beginning of tyranny. And, and when tyranny finally completes itself, nobody's really allowed to say anything of their own thoughts because it might go against the mainstream. Well, that's where we're at now anyway. Well, kind of. Right? I mean, like we're still they, protected by the freedom of speech. Well, no, I mean, as in, like, cancel culture is the same thing. Right. Like, you know what I mean? People you notice are that's taking a massive dive down? Be, like, you yeah. haven't heard anything about that People for a while? People are so afraid to say anything because they think they're just going to get crushed. Right. They just, no, I just won't say anything. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. And so, the, I mean, that's where authenticity is key, and that's where doing the right thing is key, right? Building people up instead of tearing them down. Uh, if you feel bad about saying something, there's a reason why, and you need to address called, that reason. It's called, it's either a moral compass. Right. Or you shouldn't be saying it. Right. Right? Right. It's one of those two things. Yeah. So, like back in the day, you just, there were there were people that didn't have filters and then there were people that did have filters and yeah. those of us that didn't have filters got punched harder. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but now there's no fear of that if you can post anonymously. And in the, in like the case no of like no filters, some people have no filters, but what they're saying is what everyone else is thinking. Right? Oh, that's They're me. a little bit more courageous. <laughs> I just I just don't care. Yeah. You know? I'm so like, hey, it's, it, the like problem it. is when you get idiots that have no filters. That's right. You know? Yeah, that's right. That's Those also are, why I only have like two friends. Yeah. Yeah, could be. One of them's in the room. One of them. One. I get I get I get fifty percent of your friendship. I wasn't talking right about there. you. Oh <laughs> my wife just walked into the room. He's talking about her. Well Peterson, he talks about like the Poor whole Mitch. Like what builds society is having your ideas challenged. Yeah. And like you're gonna say dumb things and stupid things when you're seventeen, eighteen yeah. in your twenties or thirties and like those ideas need to be challenged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean teenagers do dumb shit. That's just what you do. You've got it's you how know, you grow, right? Well, it's part of it's how you grow, but part of it is just your body is developing at so many different rates, like mentally and physically and all of that kind of stuff. Like you just do dumb shit. That's just part of being yeah. a teenager and you you need you need repercussions of that in order to foster your development. And if you're allowed to do dumb shit with no repercussions, well, now you're going to be stuck in some yeah. weird land where you think doing that dumb shit is okay. Like, what's the first yeah. question you ask? If you got home and there's paint all over the floor, the first question you ask is, who did this? Like, you have to know who did it to, right. like, you know, do it. <laughs> right. I don't go to my anonymous group chat with my family and say... Post anonymously if you did this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's funny. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's it's just the road that we're on right now is slippery. Yeah. Like, you know, where does it end up? Yeah. Is we, the real problem. We have a lot of tradespeople that listen to this show. And as you're listening to this show, you're also on various Facebook groups and everything else. Uh, which, by the way, shameless plug, if you ever see somebody asking about starting a business, recommend them to our show. Yeah, that would help us out. But if you ask, if you see Insert people shameless plug here, yeah, right? if you see people posting about their work, like if you ever want to offer criticism, try to find two good things about what they did first before you offer something of criticism. And also remember that like codes change from state to state. So like let's say plumbing for example, um, some states require or some municipalities require a flexible gas connector. Other yeah. municipalities don't care. The the municipalities that don't care, there are some plumbers that think flexible connect, gas connectors are lazy. Others think they're fast and profitable, right? Yeah. So it, neither one of them, they're all approved, Yeah. depending on your municipality. So nobody's wrong. But you'll get these guys like arguing and dick measuring in the, in the comments about like, I would have used solid gas pipe because that flex stuff is just junk or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Or, or the classic, the classic ones in the plumbing groups is they'll argue over fucking silicone or putty mm-hmm. or pro press or shark bites or like, like first off putty's trash. Yeah. It, is, it's it just, just doesn't last as long. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's places for each. I'll say that. Yeah. So, um, I will say this, you know, along that same comment, when you go on to those forums, especially if it's, I, and I know you're talking more of national forums, but like if you're um, in a Facebook group or something and it's all local, mm-hmm. don't go on there and trash the guy immediately. It, if you can build a relationship with that guy, just like you have with other plumbers in your group mm-hmm. and you need help yeah, or want to refer work to someone... That guy could be your future new best friend. Dude, we there's a local You know what I mean? Yeah, there's so, a local Don't just Kansas trash City. him right out of the fucking gate. Yeah. There's a local Kansas City plumbing Facebook page and somebody's sewer uh locate their camera and locator were down. Uh which Isn't that you? Well, 
we had we have two. One was down, and literally the day I went to go pick it up from the repair shop, the other one's broken. So the other one's not fixed yet. We don't have the money to fix it yet. So the other one's. I will really make you a personal fix. loan yeah. at a very reasonable interest rate if nope. you would like. No, nope. it's just <laughs> part of part of the discomfort that goes with breaking equipment, right? Yeah. So, um, but Vivex. there there mm. is somebody else in the group that their camera's down and they need a sewer located so they can dig it. And I mean, it's awesome. Like everybody in that group is like recommending somebody else. We got recommended a couple of times. Like, like that's a group that everybody wants everybody to succeed. Yeah. And and nobody's got any hate towards anybody or anything like that. Like it works really well. Well, and because especially in the trades, <clears throat> you never know when you're going to be that guy. Right. Like, hey, I had two guys quit. Right. Hey, I had a truck break down. Hey, I had a camera go out. Right. You know, heating, cooling, electrical, plumbing, all of that stuff is the same. Right. You know, you just never know when you're going to be it. Let's let's be honest, you're going to be in that boat. Someone yeah. is someone you know, your company, they're going to be in that boat when they need help. Yeah. It just happens. Yeah. It just happens to everyone. And and rather than be like, oh, that sucks for you. You should have been more prepared. Or yeah. you could be the guy that's like, hey, I can I can help here. I can't help here, but I can help you here. You yeah. know, whatever the case may be, right? Like you may not be able to solve all their problem, but you can lend a hand and help them a little bit. Mm-hmm. There's There's another one-man shop here that's, you know, 10 or 15 miles from us. Um, he, he blew his back out and he needed to be off for like two weeks to let his back rest up. He called me up and he said, Hey, can I just forward all my calls to you? Yeah. Yeah. Like get yeah, after it. Bro. Totally. Like I'll even, I'll even identify him as separate customers. So like we don't market to them. Like we turn, yeah. turn all that off and he's like, nah, don't worry about it. You're helping me out. Yeah. Okay. I, like the first two years I was in business by myself, I literally had a huge job come up and the person only wanted Linux equipment. Right. Like I wasn't a Linux dealer. Right. And you right. know, you can't just go to Linux or train or whatever and say, Hey, I need some equipment. Right. You have to be a registered dealer. Yeah. Right. And they were adamant that I put it in willing to pay a great price. I literally had to, you know, suck my pride down and call some guys and say, Hey man, right. Can I buy equipment through you? Yeah. First guy called boom. Yeah, yep. sure, man. No problem. All because you got a good relationship with them. Yeah, all because I knew them well. Yeah. I had never bought anything from them before. I, we had just been friendly at like, you know, all those different companies have like little, it's not like a trade show, but you just go and they have these little mini classes and stuff. And, you know, you just, hey, how's it going? You know, this and that chat. And when you see them at the dock, hey, how are you? You know? Right. Oh, yeah, sure, man. No problem. Right. I'll right. S- I, what do you need? You know, tell them what I need. Give me 20 minutes, I'll call you back. Calls me back, yeah, it's this much. If you want to even go pick it up, I'll put the PO under your name or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, awesome. It's it's a lot easier to be that way with guys that you see locally. Yeah. Um, it's harder to be that way with guys you'll never, ever meet in person. So on the big <laughs> national groups and stuff like that. But the idea doesn't of... doesn't mean you have to be that way. Right. The idea of being nice to even strangers that you'll never meet before or never meet ever is... If you have the potential to be mean or hateful or rude to somebody just because you'll never, ever meet them in real life, um, if you're that close, if that's all it takes for you to be mean or hateful or rude, yeah. then, then you're probably not all that genuine with the people that are around you as well, yeah. right? You need so, some self-evaluation. Right, right. So, the you know, we don't lift ourselves up by tearing any, uh, other people down, 
right? Like a rising tide lifts all boats, so help rise the tide instead of like, you know, poking holes in somebody else's boat hoping it sinks. And the scarcity mentality like you talked about. You know? Yeah, yeah, some of it's scarcity mindset. Um, in this case here, like, you know, a guy in Seattle is not jeopardizing my work in any way or anything mm. like that. So the, you don't really have to worry about that. It's just um, in the... In the days of roasting and, you know, it's it's so fast and easy to make snide comments and everything else. Like, I firmly believe that that is part, like, the grief that we give other plumbers without giving much care for it is part of why there's a lot of people who say, oh, it's so hard to find good help. And, oh, that's why nobody wants to be a plumber. Well, yeah. Have you seen the way you guys talk to each other? Yeah. Like, all you do is shit talk to each other and just create this nasty environment to be in. Like, who would want to be a part of that? Yeah. It's hard for me. Like, personally, I'm really good at it. Yeah. I'm really good at being real quick and just lighting people on fire. Like, I have to think about it. Like, okay, dude. Well, I mean, and there's... You know, it's different when it's like your buddies and stuff. And, exactly. You know, like a friend of mine, I, I hadn't seen in a long time. I walk up and he, you know, he just like immediately out of the truck. I haven't seen him in a year. Just immediately just roasts me. Yep. That's different. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you laugh. Well, you, but you have to be able to step you have a friendship back. Yeah. And you've developed a level of respect with each other that you know you can get away with that. The That's moment right. you're willing to talk about to talk to somebody like you would your best friend yeah. and give them that kind of grief, even though you don't know them. Yeah. That means you lack all empathy. Well, and that means that you are no longer thinking before you speak sometimes too. Yeah. Like immediate, if you're around your friends all the time and then you immediately just go somewhere else and just transfer that intellect and that thought to that situation, you're no longer thinking. You're yeah. just acting yeah. or reacting. Um, Jordan, again, Jordan Peterson, it was funny because I was listening to this like in the shower before the show. Um, <laughs> Only he, guy I know that listens to podcasts in the shower. He was... Uh, I shut the uh, door and lock it because I want peace and quiet. <laughs> he was referencing a term. I haven't had time to look it up yet, but he calls it LOLs, L-O-L-S. Never heard and, of that. And it's a newer term for people that get some sick and twisted satisfaction about uh, by making fun of other people online. Like, that's the whole purpose they go online is really? to put other people down and make fun of them. And, and it's like one of the identifiers of like a psychotic person. Well, and they just have bad self-esteem probably. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I guarantee every one of them does. Yeah. So if they if they knock someone else down and they're already low, that makes that brings them up just a little bit Yeah, would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helps make them feel better about themselves yeah. because they're putting somebody down. So like... One of the one of the things that I consciously do. So if if you're new to this and you're you're trying to think of like how I can do this, one of the easiest ways to do it, like so, like I do it for our podcast. Um, you'll see on plumbing groups all the time. You'll see somebody say like, "Oh, I'm thinking about starting a business. Should I go LLC or S corp?" And you'll, there'll be a hundred comments on the post, a hundred a hundred random individuals that nobody knows who they are. And this guy says LLC, this guy says S Corp, this guy says sole proprietor, this guy says LLC, almost like it's a popularity contest. Like, like this how many can we st- get of this and how many can we get of this and how, yeah. Uh, yeah, or, or like this guy's going to literally start his business under which one was the most popular. Nobody's giving him any bearing, right? Yeah, and not then any like, information. And then you'll have the random guy that's like contact your tax professional. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Like, yeah, like none I of you guys that. are actually <laughs> helping, right? Mm. So, And then there's one post that literally says, hey, if you're worried about this, 
an LLC is for you. If you're worried about this, an S corp is for you. Yeah. Or you could do an LLC and then always become an S corp later. That's exactly how that, I answer the question. If that's how, are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> like, like that, this it, happened just like a week or two ago. Somebody did that, <clears throat> and you know, a hundred comments of bullshit. And I get on there and I tell them like financially, if you're if you're th- if you're gonna net around eighty to a hundred grand, eighty to a hundred grand a year or less. You could probably go LLC if you're going to net over 80 or 100 grand a year, like you know you're going to. Well, then it makes financial sense to consider S corp. Uh, S corp are corporate taxes; they're more expensive to file, yeah. so it <clears throat> takes more income to offset the filing expense. And it seems to be about 80 to 100 grand net income is the tipping point. Yeah. Essentially, they offer about the same protection. It's just what is going to be your better tax advantage. If you choose LLC and you end up making a really good amount of money, you can always late designate to S Corp. I say if you if you start as an LLC and then November rolls around and you realize you're at four hundred thousand, guess yeah. guess what you can do? Right, you can just and, change. And so you know, <laughs> undoubtedly, when you put that much thought into a comment like that, it's going to have the most reactions on the page. Like all of those random LLCs and S Corps don't get any likes, any reactions, any support, right? So a comment like that gets all the support, so it rises to the top, um, which, I mean, that's good, right? Like, yeah. you, you should... The, the it's comments good information. Get, yeah, it's yeah. good information. That's good algorithm. And then I'll usually even follow it up with, like, if you have any other questions about starting your own business, we have a podcast that's dedicated just for starting your own business called The Void, blah, blah, blah. And, and you know, and then you'll get people replying, like, oh, my God, I just found your podcast a week ago. It's awesome, or, you know, whatever. And, and it creates a lot of engagement. So that positivity gets rewarded, right? Yeah. All the random snarky stuff doesn't. Um, the, in that same post, there was another guy that didn't even comment, like didn't even answer the guy's question. The, the comment was literally, if you even have to ask this, I want your private information so that I can buy your company for half of what your assets are worth in a year when you go under. And yeah. I mean, I just unloaded on the dude. I'm like, dude, if you're going to have that attitude, I'm not a, I'm not an admin of this group or anything else, but if you're going to have that attitude, you can just get the right the fuck out of here. Or, or you could just... Send me your address, and yeah. maybe we could just meet in the McDonald's parking lot next to your house. And yeah, and then be- see what because happens. I because I replied to his comment, you know, the the Facebook algorithms kind of steer you in the view of yeah. more stuff of his comments over the next few days. It was all and negative, I'm sure. That, all that guy mm. does is shit post. All yeah. he does is just talk trash and try to stir up shit. Yeah, it's, it's the the like mm-hmm. you almost feel bad for the guy. Like, man, that's got to be a miserable way to live. I don't feel but, bad for those people. I wish harm to those people. He'll, he'll get destroyed in the comments, and then my comment gets risen to the top with the most reactions, and it's because their their society has a way of rewarding the right behavior. Yeah, so it does. If if you are positive and you are uplifting and you are encouraging and you're offering constructive criticism instead of just bullshit trashing people yeah trashing them then it's going to go your way so that well said is how you build them up instead of tear them down that's one of the things i do like whenever someone leaves a comment like that i actually go through and you can and you can look it's like who else they've commented on and it's like negative negative yeah that can that kind of is your gauge for like who to actually take seriously. Well, it's the same with Google reviews, right? Mm. You see a bad Google review on a place that you're thinking about visiting. And if it's two words, you don't worry about it. Well, you click on the the person who left the review and you can see all the other reviews they've left. And if if all they ever do is leave bad reviews, you know to disregard that review. Mm -hmm. Now, if all the other reviews are good and they've left a bad one here, I'm going to look at that one a little bit different because they know what good looks like. That's right. So, yeah, it's kind of the same thing. 
So um, until next time, guys, we will see you later. Thanks for tuning into the show, and uh, we'll have a banger for you next week, too. Love you guys. Thanks. See ya. See ya.